is in the know for Thursday, September 14, the 257th day of 2023. There are 108 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on the platform formerly known as Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Plus, we'll have a conversation with Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. In our quest to know as much about the English language as possible, <laughs> I pre- present to you today's word of the day. Okay. Buttload. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't, so, isn't buttload just a funny word? Yeah, and I use it. Yes. Yes, it, but it's I a do. real it's a real yeah. unit of measurement. Really? It is a it's for a cask of wine. A butt okay. load is a, a unit of measurement for a cask of wine. It is uh equivalent of about 108 gallons. So 108 okay. gallons of milk wow. would be it's a buttload a buttload butt of milk. That is a buttload of milk. Well, it is a buttload <laughs> of milk, but I have a feeling, you know, there are different sized butts. Yeah, so I would, that's true. <laughs> my guess true. is your you know, your your uh, size of a buttload could Vary depending upon the size of the butt. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. How much uh, How much uh, OVW wrestling docuseries have you watched about already? Halfway through episode three. Yeah, that's probably about me. I think I, I think I might have finished episode three. It got to the end. Uh, basically, we're right about the time where Matt Jones looks as his worst. It's yeah. I haven't gotten to that point. Oh, yet. so you haven't? Okay. So it's, so I've just seen like the. Like, I saw his interaction with the wrestler where the wrestler told him to calm down. Uh, and he, yeah, chill. Yeah, chill, <laughs> chill, yeah. And it, I, it was like, I don't know that I would. But regardless, I wouldn't say that to your boss anyway. That's like, right. it, But especially Matt. It's um, it's funny how they're telling the story of how they be, how they craft wrestling. Well, sort of how they craft wrestling storylines is how they're crafting the documentary. They have to create a heel, which they're doing early in the series, to then come back and establish, or maybe that person turns from heel to face, etc. So, anyway, it's it's pretty good. The other I, thing I want go ahead. I did enjoy too. I, I am not a wrestling fan by any stretch, not at all. Yeah. I didn't know the story of Al Snow, and I didn't know as far as how he came up with a head and yes, all that. I yeah. didn't know whether that was a well-known, like wrestling fans, everyone knows how he came up with it or, or what, but I just found it interesting. He's a lesser, uh, if you're in Kentucky, you do know because you because of the regional uh, influence of I think of if you're OBW, a big wrestling fan, you absolutely know who he is. You absolutely do, but he don't think he was the level of John Cena or The Rock or Stone Cold or anybody oh, like that. He was he was not. But he's probably that next tier, He right? was not Andre the Giant. Yeah, he was in a second tier without a, uh, without a doubt. Still passionate about what he does. And quickly, I wanted to ask you, where are you on... Uh, required 
natural grass versus artificial turf. Do you care one way or another? No, there's injuries on both. I mean, the Bengals had a, their worst injury of the season last year was on grass. It was. Joe Burrow's injury was on grass. Sometimes it just, like, that's just how it happens. You're seeing more stories, though, about the dangers of turf and the torque involved, and I don't know if this will change anything or not, but after Monday night, the NFLPA is moving for all stadiums to move to natural grass. Problem is, then they can't do other things in those facilities because you can't have an era's concert tour come through and people trample the grass. And So it's an economics issue, but it is also an issue where the structural integrity of cleats meets the structural integrity of turf, and the human body is stuck between those two strong uh, entities. And it's interesting, too, because you've seen some of these. I mean, like, look at the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl used grass, and there were all the issues during the Super Bowl because they could wheel the the turf outside, if you remember, Uh and wheel it back in. So, I mean, and then the, the Bengals played a game a couple of years ago in Vegas, and they also used grass inside, and there were a ton of issues as well. So there's there's not a... There's probably not a perfect solution. Right. Were the issues injuries or the issues footing? Yes. Okay, both. Okay. Yes, I, and probably those one leads to the other and, and so on. I don't remember that anybody in, in either one of those games got drastically hurt, but it's still, that's one game. I don't know if you were out last evening, but you might have noticed how low the humidity was, and it felt it was a hint of fall. Once the sun went down last night, it got cooler in a hurry because of a lack of humidity, and we're going to see low humidity and blue skies for the next several days. I saw the official low for Litchfield this morning was 47, and I thought, wow, the low started with a 4. Uh, I, I mean, we've, we've been uh, hard-pressed to find lows that start in the 5, so to get to 47 is quite remarkable. Sunny and 81 today, clear and 55 tonight, sunny and 81 again tomorrow. And then a 2 in 10 chance of rain Saturday and Sunday. And then more dry weather and pleasant weather continues into next week. Might have to break out the jacket for football tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, it by, I mean, oh, yeah, because you'll also be outside. So that additionally yeah, is um, additionally is a Don't reason you me. might need at least some sleeves. Um, nationally, I saw where Mitt Romney was saying he'll not run for re-election. Part of it is due to his age. And he used that as an opportunity as he's retiring from the Senate to say, Biden and Trump, you all need to get out of here, and the next generation needs to step up. And um, I, yeah, I'm, I can't say I disagree with that. It is a um, who was it? Nikki Haley called it was the most. He, she said the U.S. Senate was the most privileged nursing home in the country. And wow. I'm like, whoa, that's a that's a bold statement. I did see yesterday on Capitol Hill. Think about the tech expertise you had in the same room. You had. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk all in the same room testifying in a closed hearing to senators about AI and the importance of regulating it and how if we don't be if we're not proactive instead of reactive, then AI is going to take us to a place that's going to be dangerous. So they were all there. Uh, and I also saw yesterday a, a, a post went around on the platform formerly known as Twitter, where Elizabeth Warren, who is a senator, uh, said that. Elon Musk needed to be investigated, to which he said, uh, Elizabeth Warren, a salary of $330,000 a year as a senator, but has figured out a way to amass a uh, net worth of $73 million. And I thought, yeah, who needs to be investigated? You know, maybe they both do. I don't know. But pot calling the kettle black. We are also looking for the UAW workers to potentially begin striking at midnight. 
if they are not able to secure what they think is a fair deal to keep on working. Now, I understand that they may uh, cascade strike. So rather than 10,000 people walk off the job at one time, you may find particular plants in particular locations firing a warning shot across the bow, if you will, to the big three to say, uh, if we don't get a deal, then this is only going to get worse. So kind of turning up the heat on them. But 11.59 tonight is the deadline when those uh, strikes could begin occurring. Then seeing a little more about that escape murderer in Pennsylvania, uh, Cavalcante is his last name. We were seeing some pictures this time yesterday. It was bleeding from the head, and that apparently the dog went in to get him, and the dog bit him in the head first and gashed his head open. But then the dog went for his thigh, which is what those uh, dogs are trained to do is go to the thigh because you'll give up pretty quickly when uh, somebody gets into your into your, especially the back of your thigh where it's really tender back there. So um, and then so they they got him and he's. Behind bars, and that also gets closer to where the sun don't shine too. You don't want anything exactly, in close there too. Exactly right. It's it's, it's again uh, talk about live on patrol or whatever. They when the dogs are involved, boy, they turn they turn big tough guys into into sissies in a hurry. You know, don't get the dog off me. An Anetta man suffered injuries after leaving Anetta Road in a single vehicle accident yesterday afternoon about five. First responders reported to the 1600 block of Anetta Road. They found a northbound Chevy 1500, briefly left the northbound lane before the driver was a 70-year-old uh, Anetta man overcorrected, crossed the southbound lane, left the roadway, traveled through a ditch and into a yard. He was not wearing a seatbelt and appeared to strike the windshield, according to a uh, witness, told the driver, uh, told police that the driver was bouncing around, according to the witness, transported to EMS by Owensboro Health uh, to, by EMS to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes. The Litchfield Fire Department hosted a fishing tournament on Saturday to benefit the department's Shop with a Firefighter program and nearly doubled last year's total. So they had about 16 boats on Rough River Lake over the weekend. They raised $3,500 for Shop with a Firefighter. Last year they raised a couple thousand dollars, so good for them. Congratulations, and we'll they'll be putting those funds to good use before uh, before we know it. Yesterday, it was reported that Andy Bashir has seized a commanding fundraising lead over Cam- Daniel Cameron in the gubernatorial campaign. Uh, but it is a little bit misleading because a lot of the money that you're seeing right now that is advocating for Daniel Cameron is PAC money. So he's maybe he doesn't have to raise as much money individually as a candidate. So, But I do think that we need to realize here on September the 14th, as noisy as we think that this race has already been, you know, wherever you go, whether you watch uh, streaming TV or you watch regular TV, you're seeing ads everywhere. In fact, you're seeing ads followed by ads followed by ads. So you'll see a you'll see a Bashir commercial, and then you'll immediately see a Cameron commercial, and then you'll see a Bashir commercial. That's why I recommend watching you know Cougar Sports K105 Digital Productions. No political advertising on the. Uh, but that on, doesn't on mean the there won't be. Right. And by the way, <laughs> right now there is none. And by the way. <laughs> On YouTube, they control what the gateway ads are. Correct, so... but those don't usually pop on until the until. But I've had to watch some gateway ads to get to the broadcast myself to get to it. But then once it starts, you're good until until after it's done. That's true. But now, believe you me, if they come carrying checks, I'm I'm happy to edit your statement into uh, into something <laughs> mm-hmm. else. So, anyway, the point is, it's going to get louder and noisier. Because the treasure troves of money that are both pouring into the state because it's the only thing for people to scoreboard watch 
is they're going to have to spend that money somewhere, and it's uh, it's got to it's got to come out somewhere, and so likely will come out in the pathways that you travel. A federal jury has awarded $100,000 to a Kentucky couple who sued former county clerk Kim Davis over her refusal to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Davis, who is the former Round County clerk, drew international attention when she was briefly jailed in 2015 over her refusal. By the way, she will come up again before the show is over. But um, I knew that trial was going on. $100,000 is what they've been awarded. I don't know if that was punitive, compensatory, legal fees, and likely the legal fees would be involved in there. She was in jail for five days in 2015 after holding her in contempt of court. Uh, she was parodied on SNL. She was, again, she was uh, she was the attention of the nation there for a while. The founder of the Liberty Council, who is representing Kim Davis in the case, said that yesterday said they look forward to appealing this decision and taking this case to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, uh, you'll see. I, I do not. I do not dispute that this case will go to the Supreme Court because they're going to let the Supreme Court just kind of uh, 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 rule on this once and for all. In a similar way that you've had people who refuse to make cakes, or people who don't want to plan weddings, or you know, people, private individuals, private businesses. Here's where I part with Kim Davis. I fully appreciate and understand her religious conviction to not to not put her name on a license that. But when you swore the oath to the Commonwealth of Kentucky, you swore the oath that you would abide by the laws of the land. And so while we might, you might want the United States to have laws that uh, strictly adhere to what your political ideology is, it does not always. And so you kind of have to decide, do I want to be a servant of the Commonwealth or do I want to be able to maintain my, my uh, religious integrity? And sometimes you have to make a choice between those two, and it's not always a, a, a both thing. If she's not been representing the government, then I think the courts would be on her side. But I do not think the courts will be on her side now because she's not just a private individual. She is an entity of the government, and it's clear that the government's not going to discriminate based upon sexual orientation or um, you know any of those criteria. So anyway, it be interesting to see how that uh, turns out. The Federal Emergency Management Agency and Graves County Emergency Management announced yesterday the early warning uh, siren systems that were destroyed during the December 2021 tornado outbreak have been restored. Eighty-eight, uh, Almost $89,000 has enhanced the strength to support the sirens used in the local early warning system. It shows you, uh, it's not funny at all, but it's ironic. It shows you how powerful those storms were that it took out the very warning system. Mm-hmm. that right. they were relying upon to keep them safe. And that has well, been mean, restored. We were, we were there about a year ago, almost to the date. When we walked through it. It was, I don't, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Uh, Sam, help me. Uh, is it Friedel or do they, do they skip over the D and say Friedel? Friedel. It is Friedel. I thought it That's was, fine. but then I've heard, I notice when people say TJ Friedel's name to me, they sometimes rush over the D like they aren't sure. So I thought I would yeah, ask TJ Friedel. I thought Friedel. I would ask the expert. And he uh, is the expert. cousins with John Calipari. Oh, okay. That Does he eat Fritos? I, Do that, I don't, Friedel, that I don't know. Friedel Fritos would be fun. Uh, Two-run triple and a solid Reds bullpen combined for a 4-3 to three win over the Tigers. I've kind of lost track. We said this week was important for them. How are they faring so They're well? They're right now in the playoffs right, if, if the season ended today. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. I and saw the Braves clinched last night. 
Yeah, and it's yeah. that that doesn't. Well, but it's now mathematically official. Yeah, so. I think they clinch a playoff spot. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 I don't know that they got the division quite yet. But so here's something scary: a Utah family's dashboard camera captured the moment the base of an office chair crashed into their windshield on the highway. Lily Eaton said her mother Lee was driving on I-15. When the chair base flew into the windshield, uh-huh. we could see it look like a rock, something flying toward us. We were like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's going to hit us. And so the chair piece struck the windshield directly in front of her sister, who was in the front passenger seat. She was riding in the back of the car with her uh, partner and three-year-old sister. Had some minor cuts from glass, but no one was seriously injured. But if you see that thing coming oh, at you, goodness. you are convinced that probably it's going to get Yes. Oh, the rotation uh-huh. on it? Absolutely. I'm sure it had properties like a boomerang, like a discus, like a, you know, anything furling through the air. It was like a propeller mm-hmm. coming at you. So no doubt that it's uh, caused damage. I wonder it didn't come all the way through the windshield. Uh, because I've been curious to know how fast traffic was moving. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Barry Williams from ECTC's Litchfield Campus is here. Going to get more familiar with the great offerings at ECTC's Litchfield. Also, they have a student of the month we're going to talk about. That's coming up here on In the Know. Today is Parents' Day Off Day. It may be too late. It is Cream-Filled Donut Day. And it is Eat a Hoagie Day. I kind of been craving a Long John, so a cream-filled donut would be uh, all right. I might be able to, to do that. It's also the day we say good morning. And welcome back to Barry Williams from ECTC's Litchfield Campus. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm happy to hear it is Donut Day. Happen- <laughs> and more particularly, cr- not just normal donuts, cream-filled donuts day. So you <laughs> have to have to do it right. You know, on my way back to the campus, I go right by the uh, the local donut shop here, which has got some really good donuts. So. Yeah. Oh, so now you know what your plans are for after the show today. I was thinking about you yesterday because I was, I ran into my friend Davey, and we were talking about, hadn't seen uh, Davey in a while. We were catching up, and I asked him if he had been watching football, and he said no. And he said, I'll tell you what happened. He said, I've got three daughters. And so all we've watched over the years is whatever they want to watch because I can't get on the TV to control it. And I thought, I know another girl, Dad, that I'm going to see tomorrow. Maybe I need to introduce you and Davey. You all can commiserate with one another. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So it's Parents' Day off. I I didn't know. I didn't know we got a day off. Yeah, um, but you notice they uh, cleverly didn't tell you about that until nine thirty in the morning. Exactly after I've already had to help kids with spelling words and get bowls of cereal and out the door and up and all of that good stuff. So you're off to a new start uh, for the for what we call the school year, even though you know your all's years busted up into into smaller chunks, but you still look at it as a calendar year that the start of the new year. How are you all settling in this fall at ECTC Litchfield? Oh, so far it's been controlled chaos as usual, but uh, it's, you know, it's a great thing. A lot of good things come from that sort of chaos. And, you know, you bring order into people's lives. We're uh, starting off with uh, dual credit. We've got two, well, we've got several full full sections of dual credit students. This is my first time having uh, dual credit speech students from uh, the uh, local high school here. And I got to tell you, Mark, I was a bit nervous because I was like, man, the whole reason I went into teaching college is I did not want to have to deal with high schoolers. Uh, but these kids, uh, they've been great. Hopefully, me bragging on them if they're listening on the radio, uh, <laughs> hopefully it's not going to go to their head. But they, yeah. they've been a great bunch. Well, I talked with Cindy earlier in the school year just as you all were getting started, and she kind of referred to it presented – 
uh, maybe not necessarily a bad set of challenges, but a new set of challenges that you all are unaccustomed to. Because while you've been offering dual credit, the dual the dual aspects of it have been on the high school campus rather than on the college campus. So what? how does that change things for you all when you bring them? I know one day a week now and maybe in in later in the fall, maybe two days a week? Yes. And, yeah. you know, context is so important in the development of relationships. And I think getting those students out of the high school and onto our campus serves uh, a, a lot of purposes. You know, one, it, it sort of gets them out of that uh, out of that mentality of, you know, I'm in high school, therefore this is my realm, my world, and these teachers come to serve us. And it's and, and, and so bringing them to the college, it gets them into that world, out of that landscape. Uh, and I think it has a, a, a huge uh, impact on their attitude. And then what's more, it goes ahead and connects them to the resources. So, you know, they're going to meet Cindy and they're going to meet Bobby and they're going to meet Maria, who's our fantastic uh, young lady who works at the front desk now, whom we're desperately trying to keep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they get to meet these people and form relationships that are going to help them take steps um, into the future. You know, a lot of these students, they're confident, they're they're wading out into an adult world with purpose and intentionality. But some others are, 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 I won't say sheltered, but maybe reserved, you know, and so they're a little trepidatious in taking that leap out. And this sort of gives them a, uh, a an easier pathway into transitioning into school. So it's not just, you know, you go from high school to college and you're immediately overwhelmed. You know, hearing the hearing that journey and that construct reminds me of I humility is a very important human skill. And sometimes our humility tends to wane when we think we're big shots. So from my experience, when I was a sixth grader, I thought, well, we're the boss of the school, right? We, we rule the school. We, but suddenly when I walked into Grayson County Middle School first day of seventh grade, I felt like, uh-oh, you know, the world's about to get me. But by the last day of eighth grade, all of a sudden, you know what, I was a big shot again. And then freshman, okay, and then graduating. Well, now these high school seniors are so accustomed to being, it's our senior year, we're this, or juniors, or, you know, whatever the dual credit construct is, it gives them the ability to dip their toe in what college campus is like without just completely being thrown into the deep end of the pool. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's important for these kids, you know, to have that sort of gradual entrance in there. And then some of those kids you mentioned that have like the big man on campus attitude, they come in there and it's sort of a reset button for them. It's like, okay, this is so not, this is now no longer all about me. Um, and I'm having to, you know, build new relationships and figure out the pecking order. And, you know, and, and every teacher is going to have a different philosophy and approach to students. Uh, I learned a long time ago that people tend to act the way you treat them. So if you treat people like you mentioned middle schoolers, if you treat them like middle schoolers, they're going to act like middle schoolers. And so, you know, I try to treat them like the college students they are aspiring to be. And so far, the results have been positive. You know, if if I do have discipline problems, then I'll just say, look, if you are going to act like a child, then we're going to send you back to right. where, you know, then this to be a college student, it, it requires more than uh, intellectual maturity, it requires, you know, social maturity as well. And so we try to teach all of those skills and give them an opportunity Plus to develop have, those. You have to be aware, I'm sure, that as a as an educator, as a professor, uh, as an whether you're an administrator on campus or whatever your role is, if you've been at it a while, you think you understand what a college student is going through, what it looks like. They probably maybe have to have a job to support a family and they're a part-time student. And 
high school students just have a completely different set of problems than what you're accustomed to, so it requires an adjustment. Exactly, and and I think it's important for us as teachers to be to be aware of that, to have that finger on the pulse. You know, some of these students, I'm I'm inspired by them because they have you know their class load as a as a as a high school student. They're in extracurricular activities. They work a part time job. They're involved in their church. They're trying to have a social life. And I and I tell these kids, I'm like, you know, when you talk to adults, we look back at the years between 14 and 24. It's like if we could go back and relive a period, those are are like the best years. Especially junior, senior year, and freshman year of college, sophomore year of college. Those those years never come again. I'm, so I'm always telling them, do not get so absorbed in everything. I mean, don't slack. You got to do my work, <laughs> but sure. don't, don't get so absorbed in all of this that you forget to to live and enjoy your your life because these years they they don't come again. And the memories that you accumulate during this period are ones that are going to last you a lifetime. They the, the in that 14 to 24, they tend to hang around. You know, your experiences, your memories, the people that you meet. Uh, speaking of the years and that decade of 14 to 24, hard to believe you all are celebrating a decade in Litchfield. Yeah, I know. It is is unbelievable. This, the place still feels new, uh, but yet we've been here for, for 10 years. And so the process of beginning that celebration is beginning. We're, we had a meeting the other day, um, and by meeting, I mean we were sitting around at lunch eating a bowl of chili <laughs> and talking about, okay, let's brainstorm. Who are some students? <laughs> Who are some students that have graduated and have gone on to be successful? And, you know, before you know it, we go from nobody to a list of about 15, 20 names. And so uh, if I might use this as a plug, if you're listening to this and you graduated from ECTC Litchfield, you know, whatever it is that you're doing now, we would love to to reach out to you. We'd love for you to reach out to us. So you can uh, give me an email. You can give a call. We would love to somehow involve you in our celebration that's coming up that we're planning I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, the end of uh, fall semester or in spring. Fall usually gets pretty full with our international festival, so it may be something that we do in the spring. But uh, I'm excited. I, I, I just, it's, I'm very grateful and humbled to have been a part of something like this for ten years. You all usually have a pretty big fall planned. You have the obviously your curriculum and you have your actual school schedule, but typically you plan something like a fall festival or something, anything uh, anything in the coming weeks and months, either between main campus or Litchfield campus that you're going to, uh, that we have to look forward to? Well, let's see. There's the the international festival that I, that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes up. Usually it is the Tuesday and Thursday, or Monday, I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday before we break for uh, for Thanksgiving, of course, there's the Labor Day parade that we marched in, and Honey Fest coming up. That I think we're going to have some sort of a, of a of a roll in. Um, and then, of course, there's always registration. Uh, I called Cindy today on my way here, saying, "Hey, Cindy, what do you want me to to talk about?" Because I mean, me and Mark can wing it <laughs> and, and talk about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, and that would be fun to just do an hour of just us talking about whatever. <laughs> um, but um, you know, and she mentions like, "Well, you make sure you know, let them know that." It is not too late to register for fall. You know, we talked about the eight-week advantage, and we're registering students now who can start in the second eight weeks. And that's one of the perks of that, you know, is that, you know, you can be late to the party. You know, it's like they're talking about that player Z for Kentucky who can't seem to, you know, it, it seems like it's some sort of a showdown between academics and athletics. Yep. Um, and, you know, he's he's maybe missed the boat. Uh, but, hey, if he was going to play for ECTC, if we had a – a D one team, you start second eight weeks, and he'd be good. Do you all, you all do have an intramural team? I'm sure we used to. You did. We we did, and I kind of miss it. The Barons, and I think uh, COVID kind of uh, shut that down. 
Uh, yeah. I was living on life support anyway, but I'm hopeful one day we can we can get that started back up again. I think your point is there are several on ramps to education throughout your calendar year. You don't the while you do as I mentioned earlier, bust it up into semesters and school years. There are all these onboarding opportunities, these on ramps as I like to call them, to get reconnected and plugged back in. Perhaps you know life decided that education wasn't a priority for you at some point in life, and you decided you had to go you know raise your family and you had to to earn a living and now maybe is an opportunity for you to get back on your your goals and ambitions plenty of opportunities to plug in and plenty of different curriculum and pathways to connect with absolutely and you know in opportunities like with ready to work and kentucky fame there's opportunities to get funding for your education so you're not at the mercy of student loans I also like the fact that when you think about the KCTCS system, T is a big word in there, you know, tech, technology or technical. And that's in it, being on the outside looking in at the education community, that's where the biggest change is coming in the next 30 years for the educational process. And I know in ways that's going to reshape your campus. It's going to reshape your curriculum, your class schedules, your staff. It's going to have a big impact going forward. Absolutely. And and I think it opens up the door for a lot of folks that say, you know, college is not for me. And I'm like, well, maybe an associates of science or associates of arts is not for you, but there are certificates that we offer, diplomas that we offer, and then, of course, the Associate of Applied Sciences degree, which opens up the door to industrial maintenance, to HVAC work. I mean, there are lots of careers that you could get uh, pointed in the right direction for, and plus networking, because one of the unspoken things is when you go to take classes through the technical program, well, those teachers have to have their finger on the pulse of industry, which means they're in regular communication with the managerial staffs in industry so that they can create sort of a pipeline for students. You do such a great job just putting that ball on the tee for me to be able to swing at because <laughs> my very next thing was a collaboration between ECTC Litchfield and Cormark. They have partnered together to monthly uh, spotlight a student from the ECTC Litchfield campus. Uh, Cormark is wanting to help a spouse and uh, and promote uh, education and students in Litchfield. So they've kind of gotten on board and your team has decided we want this opportunity to spotlight somebody that's doing great things. And Abby Haycraft is the September 2023 student of the month from ECTC Litchfield campus. I understand, Barry, she's a student of yours. She is. It's It's been my privilege to have Abby. This is my uh, second semester to have Abby in class. I had her first last semester in an introduction to literature class that she took with me, and, and, and she's a great student. Uh, if ever I needed someone to participate in discussion, uh, Abby would do it. And, and Abby's not exactly uh, the definition of an extrovert, but she is the definition of someone who is willing to do what needs to be done to make sure the class is successful. And you're not the only staff member that thinks that way. You know, you have colleagues that think very highly of her as well. Exactly. She was nominated by Mickey Wright, who is on the other end of the academic spectrum. She teaches math which is a subject I would not dare wade into. Uh, I, I, I was trying to use a simple algebraic expression in my English class Tuesday to convey a point and butchered it, and the students ended up like, no, no, that's not right, that's not right. And, and of course, me, you know, you have to try to sell it. It's like, well, I, of course I did it wrong on purpose. It's, it's to showcase how brilliant you kids are. But uh, Seeing if you would catch it. That's what I was exactly. Doing. Yeah. But, but Abby is, is, is brilliant. I, 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 I would 
could do with several more Abbeys in class, and it would be just fantastic. Has she offered to bring you a quilt by any chance? I understand she's a quilter. I did not know she was a quilter. Yeah, you'll have to ask her about okay. that. Uh, Maybe she's trying to keep that a secret because your Christmas gift was going to be a quilt. Okay, well, so. I'm, I'm going to start making little nudges and subtle hints about my expectations uh, you can, for a quilt. You can do like Ralphie, you know, leave little clever designs around the area that you might uh, that you might like. And by the way, Abby's testimony includes that the thing that she likes about ECTC's Litchfield campus are small class sizes and that the instructors, like yourself, know who you are inside and outside of the classroom. And so I know you have to appreciate that feedback because it's clear that she gets what your intent is to know the whole student, not just the, when you're in my class, I'm worried about you, otherwise I'm not. Exactly. And for me, you know, it's important to not try to compete with a student's life. You want to try to complement what's going on in their life, not make them choose. And so, like, the last uh, semester, she had to miss a week because her church was in revival. I'm like, that's important to you. And then as a pastor also, I'm like encouraging your spiritual growth and being involved in your church. Yeah, I'm going to encourage that. Just also make sure that you have your story written and read these things and, you know, be ready. And Abby was able to do all of those things. Yeah. Finding the ability to balance it and do both, and that's part of the flexibility of ECTC's construct. And so it fits very well into people's lives. Hey, we've missed you over the months. Hey, it's glad to be back. And um, hopefully we look forward to seeing you again in October. Awesome. And enjoy your parents' day off. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's Barry Williams from ECTC's Litchfield Campus joining us. we got to get to a break. We'll come back with more here on In the Know. Did you know a Georgia man named Gary Duda, D-U-D-A, legally changed his first name to Zippity. Zippity Duda. So I would presume people decided to put the emphasis on the da on the end of his name, Zippity Duda. Do you think he did that because that's what people were calling him anyway? That was his nickname, so he legally changed it? Maybe. Or do you think he was leaning into thinking, I'd like for people to call me Zippity? There's a baseball player for the Mets, Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know that I ever processed that they might have given him the nickname Zippity. I, I know this is different, but you would have thought that somebody in the years of him playing in Major League Baseball that would have, it would have, happened. It would have given him that nickname. Attention Swifties. Cinemark is offering a private Swifty party theater rental for the Eras Tour movie. And believe it or not, it's pretty affordable. For up to 40 people, it's $795 plus taxes and fees. So less than $20 per person. That's really so not bad. You and your gal pals, you and 39 of your, your gal pals. Do you get popcorn? Are, I, it's a good question. I don't know what all this is included is in that. Very good business move. Yes, absolutely. Listen, right? You can say whatever you want about her. She, she knows what she's doing. This or the people very, around her. This are, is a very smart business move. Absolutely. And, I mean, the whole movie, period. And, and the, the brilliant thing about it is she's not even finished with her tour. And the movie's going to be in, in theaters. But it's going to go to all the towns that she can only go to certain towns. And now she's going over to Europe, I think, for the next leg of that tour. But back here at home, in every town in America that has a movie theater, that concert can be shown. So good for her. Give me the numbers again. How many people? And, and 40, people, 40 people. Up to 40 people, $800. Listen, basically. I mean, you have you have uh, decreased your, your cost in cleanup. You don't have to deal with the swarm of bees that this is going <laughs> to be mm-hmm. to fill a theater. I, I mean... 
I guess I would be curious to know what caveats are there saying, well, uh, it's all the 11 p.m. showings or it's I'm the, sure it's the yeah, 5, it's this 8 a.m. showing. It's the say, it's probably the one thirty on Wednesday afternoons. You know, like yeah. The, yeah. But, you know, if you could take, I, I, you probably, I mean, we collectively could find 40 people. But even if I were a Taylor Swift fan, I have a hard time finding 39 people that yeah, I'd say, true. hey, you want to come to this thing? So we might have to gang up and do that. But uh, smart, smart for her. Mm-hmm. She cleaned up at the VMAs the other night, I, but I couldn't. It was funny to see her really fanboy out about NSYNC because NSYNC reunited and gave her one of the trophies. And so she just went all giddy like, hi, ah, NSYNC. So funny to see that's how people act toward some people act toward her. But the whole time she was giving her acceptance speech, I was just waiting for Kanye to hop up on stage. You know, I just kept waiting. Like, where's Kanye when you need him? Uh, also, if you've got the vinyl version of her 1989 Taylor's version, you have a bonus track the rest of the world does not have. It's called Tangerine. Look at me with all the uh, Taylor Swift details. The deets. Something tells me that if you went over there onto that machine you got on the right and typed in Tangerine by Taylor Swift, you might find it. I think there might be a copy somebody's uploaded uh-huh. somewhere. Maybe on uh, what's the old downloading website? From, oh, there used to be a, a bunch. Well, uh, what was the main one from turn oh, of the century? What was it called? I can't believe I'm forgetting this. It was now. not LimeWire. It was Napster. Napster. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say Napster. I knew like if you'd have given me. <laughs> I'm sure there was people yelling at the radio, Napster! Dancing with the Stars Season 32, and again, I maintain we are using the word stars very liberally now because they've, after 32 seasons, I think they've covered most of the stars that don't have two left feet. Uh, Tyson Tyson Beckford. I don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Uh, X-O-C-H-I-T-L Gomez. Zodal. Exodal. I don't know how you say that. Allison Hannigan, Harry Jowsey, Chastity Lawson, Ariana Maddox. Now, all of those I've mentioned, I have no idea mm-hmm. who they are. But we finally get down the list and go, Jason Mraz, so okay. I know who that I know is. That is yeah. Adrian Peterson, he'll be very good okay. because all the football players uh-huh. are because they have excellent footwork. Mira Sorvino, know her. Jamie Lynn Spears, know her. Mauricio Umansky, don't know that person. Matt Walsh, not sure. Athlete Mary. Matt Walsh, shouldn't he like a like a conservative talk show host? I don't know, but now I'm completely disappointed. But we we had him right here to make the announcement. Barry Williams, his partner <laughs> with Peter Murgatroyd. <laughs> Can you believe he sat here for 17 minutes oh and didn't tell us he was going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Well, I, I was expecting you to drop a Dennis Cook on the list, but I, oh no, he's I, got two left feet. He dances like a Baptist. He would. What? <laughs> what? Just happens? <laughs> He'll love that. <laughs> Barry Williams partnered with Peter Murgatroyd. And she's good. Hey, is this is this where he's been? The, well, I guess, no, they're live shows. I was wondering if, I guess, where he's been the past couple months has been practicing. And... He's been, been ballroom dancing. <laughs> he's, been, he's been training. The uh, Well, maybe we'll get to find out more in October when he visits. Speaking of October, the 31 days of Halloween, 31 nights of Halloween on Freeform. Love it. The full schedule is out, and I'm about to hand it to you over there as soon as I finish with it. Uh, but they're going to open on Sunday the 1st right out of the box. They're coming with Mrs. Doubtfire. Is there a Halloween scene in that where Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, of course, the, the dad of the ready, kids takes the kids or mm-hmm. gets the kids ready for Halloween? Like, I would, you think, like, first night, 
you're coming with a with a right hook. Well, that like, well that's early in the morning. That's okay. seven a.m. So the, it's okay. a it's a who's who on October okay. one to kind of get it started. I, I thought they were doing like one a day or something. Scared and... Shreckless, then Halloween Town, then Goosebumps two, then the Haunted Mansion two thousand three version, Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, Hotel Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania three at uh, like ten fifty p.m. And then if you want to not, stay up really late, two? decorating, no, Hotel Transylvania and then Hotel Transylvania 3. Uh, on the first day, I don't know why, maybe it's a time constraint issue. And then decorating Disney Halloween magic is in the overnight hour. So you can just, I mean, you could run the table. On Monday, they start, this is the first time you can watch The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Shrek Ever After is on in prime time. Uh, they've got the Twilight Saga. They start that on Tuesday the 3rd. Monsters, Inc., both Monsters, Inc. movies are on October the 5th. They got one day, I think, where they're just doing all the Twilight movies. The Addams Family on the 7th. So anyway, you get back through. Wow. Uh, oh, and I did notice, I have not seen this in a long time, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children is shown several times during the 31 okay. days. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. And what else? But anyway, they just repeat a bunch of these, but... A Cruella is in there. I never did see that. Spider-Man, Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille. The Simpsons Season 35 trailer heralds a bold and exciting comeback. So I have not, um, I've not done too much of a deep dive on this, but I'm wondering how it is that the Simpsons are able to come back during a SAG after strike. I'm sure that it's been done. Do they have so much in the pipeline? I would imagine. So far ahead, which makes it even... Is it come out this week? October 1st. Okay. Season 35 premieres on October 1. I'd assume it was. if it wasn't done, it was so close to done that they could make it happen. Yeah, 30, but I mean, I know it's been around for a long time. I know, you know they have, they've had a long run, but 35 just seems kind of like a weird milestone. I mean... The Simpsons have been on television for 35 years. The, their staying power of that series is just uh, you know, truly amazing. So, Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got the point to ponder, the pearl of wisdom. Got chart toppers and more coming up here on In the Know. MP's point to ponder for today. I know in advance this is probably going to be the start of a conversation wherever you are because I don't think immediately you would know the answer to this. So this is more of a homework assignment, point to ponder. If someone was making a movie about your life, who would play your parents? So at that premise, I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know how hard I would have to think and try. Who who would play my parents? It would be easy if you said, well, you know, who would play you? Who would play your kids? Who, but who would play your parents? So I started running through. I'm like, okay, well, at what age? Would they be, you know, because mm-hmm. the actors you would choose mm-hmm. would probably be based upon what age your parents were. And you would probably find actors of a similar age that or a similar time that might fit that role. So anybody come to mind for you? Okay. Saying? What? You got somebody? Maybe. Maybe. I think my dad is a Gibbs. Oh, he is kind of a Gibbs. Yeah. You think he, Mark Harmon would mm-hmm. play your guy? Yeah. They both like to talk about the same amount. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're very, yeah. very. I mean, it's not that they're. It, it's not a, a meanness of it. It's Mm-mm. just a very succinct. It is. Mm-hmm. Choose, yes. uh, use a few amount of words to say mm-hmm. everything need to be said. Yes. All right. All right. I All can right. see that one. My mother. Oh. 
Yeah, that's where Ooh, that was the that, one I was like. Huh, that's where the rubber meets the road, right there. What interesting <laughs> answer you're going to come up with no, there, Sam? I, I don't even know. No. I, All right, so give it some thought. You uh-huh. know, see if you can come up uh, with some. Do you have? No, I, I, I never. I mean, I, I've had a couple. I've had a few hours well, see, to kind of think about I'd, it. I'd even like it if, if there would be a movie about this show. Like, who's, who's playing? Who's playing Dennis Cook? Who's playing Norman Chaffins? You know, who's, who's playing all of these characters? Hmm. Yeah. I, I, they're barely doing themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, I guess Dennis is the one that has the IMDb page, so maybe he would play himself. That's but, a really interesting question, though. By the way, this yeah. is going to come up on Tuesday. I was so honored. Last night, you know, you mentioned UConn has his own IMDb page. He and we're, we'll talk again in the, about this again on Tuesday. But he came to me for advice on the Adams miniseries from HBO. And he said, is this good? And I was like, I'm, I'm so honored. I'm, I don't have an IMDb page, but yet I'm being asked for, you know, critic, critical well, advice I, on, on miniseries involving former presidents. I was uh, driving through town yesterday, and one Yukon pulled out of a, after eating his lunch at a restaurant, and uh, he, he was he was kind of tailgating me a little bit, and and I looked down, and you know he's sitting there texting on the phone, and I'm like, what are we doing, Yukon? Did you jam on the brakes? I, I thought about it, but he had somebody behind him, and I didn't really want to. Mm-hmm, I got it. Yeah, the person behind him didn't deserve it. Exactly. The prank panel on ABC tonight. Big Brother following a live vote. A house votes, a house guest is evicted, and those remaining will compete to be the next HOH. And it is an earlier time tonight. Yeah, it does start early. To, is that I, on like is, every night? No, it's three no. nights a week. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Buddy Games, it's the premiere. Josh Duhamel is hosting a competition where teams of adult friends compete in summer camp theme challenges. Like weird, weird things like carrying an egg in a spoon and you know, three-legged races, but where sharks might eat you and things like that. Yeah, I saw that preview during the Bengals game. On today's highlight in history, this date in 1901, President McKinley died in Buffalo, New York. Francis Scott Key was inspired to write the poem that led to the Star-Spangled Banner this date in 1814. Birthdays today, Faith Ford is 59, Dan Cortez is 56, Tyler Perry is 54, rapper Nas is 50 today. Gone but not forgotten. Pavlov, the dog dude, eighteen forty nine. <laughs> Margaret Sanger, eighteen seventy nine. Uh, Ron, and by the way, Ron DeSantis is celebrating a birthday today. Mm-hmm. He was born this date in nineteen seventy eight. We have a presidential so, candidate. The second, the second choice for president in the Republican side is your age. I love it. Yeah, isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. And Amy Winehouse, born this date in nineteen eighty three. So is David Bell, Reds manager. His birthday's today. His birthday's today. Uh-huh. I don't have the Reds. I don't have famous Red birthdays on my calendar. For well, whatever David Bell reason. at least could have snuck on your list there. He's he's at least played a long career in majors. Jimmy Rogers, number one with Honeycomb, number one in 1957. Well, this is the perfect month to play this. Come on. There we go. Well, see, they're not going to let you turn that song off this month. I guess once it goes, it goes. Let's go oh, to yeah. 1966. Wilson Pickett, number one. Land of a Thousand Dances. On, on your Mount Rushmore pep band songs, this is online. It's a great, but the, another reason that I love this song 
The Great Outdoors. In the yes. closing credits to The Great Outdoors, when they come dancing out of the restaurant, mm-hmm. even the bear comes out. Yes. You know, the bear comes out, he's dancing mm-hmm. the Land of a Thousand Dances. It just kind of makes the movie. We, we did a good job in our band of, of, like, coordinating our instruments moving to this song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rhinestone Cowboy in 75. Tennessee Homesick Blues Dolly in 84. Dream Lover Mariah Carey in 93. Complicated Avril Lavigne in 02. Party Rock Anthem in 11. And Dynamite by BTS number one three years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says, "Wherever, whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. Whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.